Oh yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with glass. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. Yo, yo, welcome to the second half. Welcome back, peoples. You got your boy Peaches over here. Peaches, 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 Peaches. Organic and creamy. And to the left of and Peaches. To the left, you have Sweeney Todd. Sweeney, 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 Sweeney. And right across from Sweeney, we have Boy Ride Boogie. Nothing special to it. And today, our guest, Darrell. Medellin. What's up, y'all? What's going on? Doing? Thanks for having me on. Hold yeah. up. Oh, man. Um, so, rapper and entre- entrepreneur based out of Union City. Yeah. Born in Cebu City, Philippines. Mm-hmm. Some of your early influences in music and entertainment was uh, due to your family. Yeah. Uh, your grandfather, uh-huh. Rodolfo Ruby. Yep. Uh, was a radio host in Cebu. Yes. All right. His uh, and your uh, great grandfather was the late Vicente. Yep. Ruby. It's my middle name too. Vicente. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who composed <laughs> that uh, Filipino Christmas carol? Yes, Kasadya ning Taknaa. I think. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Right? Right? We all need to try it now. Kasadya ning Taknaa. Kasadja ning taknaa. I'm not even gonna try because um, <laughs> no I'm man, you got butcher. to, you got to. Kasadja ning taknaa. There we go. See, that was good. That was good. You gotta throw in that that accent, extra yeah. thick. Hey, I guess. Kasadja ning taknaa. Maybe. See, yeah. I see kind of mad too. That's why it fits you. Say it again. No, no more, no more. I mean, one and done. One and done. <laughs> so, Darrell, you fell in love with uh, hip hop at an early age. Has been chasing your dream since then. Yeah. Um, dream of hip hop. Yeah. So, tell us uh, some of your first uh, rap influences and in, uh, your favorite artists. My, uh, some of my early influences was um, out of rap specifically was Biggie, um, Wu Tang Clan, Mob Deep, Nas. And as far as my favorite artist, my favorite rapper, Todd, is uh, you know, I'm a West Coast kid, right? Yeah, but you're sitting there yeah, yeah, a lot a of East Coast. Of, yeah, a lot of East Coast rappers I fell in love with because um, back when, uh, last time I visited the Philippines when I was like 13, 14 years old, um, my uncle snuck in a tape in one of the Bali Mayan boxes, right? Yeah. It was like a bootleg eight mile tape. It was like one eight mile and like <laughs> get rich and die trying first drop. Um, I would say like Biggie and Nas are my two favorite artists because they were on there. Wu Tang Clan, like Mob Deep, all those guys. Um, there was definitely West Coast like influences too, of course, like Tupac, right? Your uncle from here, Snooky? No, from there. Okay. Yeah. There's a uh, there's like a black market called Carbone, mm-hmm. which is not a black market anymore. So they actually turned into like a legitimate thing. But um, he snuck in a CD, and you know we were, we were slapping that all over, like mobbing around Cebu when I was last time I was back home. Um, 
But that's why I fell in love with hip hop. I was like, at this very moment, I'm gonna be a fucking rapper or a music artist. Um, and so I always try to emulate rappers like Nas. And then, like, you know, kind of introspective storytelling. Um, as of late, of course, I've been, you know, just making some player shit. Um, but like, I feel like my, um, I have a wide array of music that I make. Um, especially like the, all the producers that I'm, I'm cool with and I rock with, sure. we make a lot of different shit. But it's Nas and Biggie, um, AZ. Um, a lot of people don't don't recognize AZ or like you know really um, give him his proper flowers or dues because uh, he never made it as big as Nas. But AZ is definitely one. Um, Fifty Cent is probably my number one influence. Though. Fifty Cent. Fifty wow. Cent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. What's your number one album of all time? Illmatic. Illmatic. Oh, Illmatic. Yeah. Illmatic. <laughs> it goes Ill- for me. Illmatic. Um, Life After Death and then uh, Get Richard Die Trying with my three top albums it's a good list I want to say my uh, I think it was my senior year junior or senior year whenever Life After Death came out um, I had that as my like my alarm to wake up it just it would just play that's a crazy ass alarm <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Life After Death yeah, yeah. what song what's, what's, it, whatever yeah, was, yeah, was playing um, I forgot someone gave me uh, some radio um and you could use it as an alarm, and as soon as the clock hit, it would just play whatever. That's fire. Yeah, that's a trip. You just hypnotize. Uh, and I'm not even. <laughs> these guys know I'm not even big on rap. Yeah, I'm. I'm more of an R&B guy. That's I'm more tripping off how you had access to that technology back then. Something that just played that for. Yeah, I, they were. You know, technology was coming was up it? back then. Yeah. Was it hooked up? It wasn't an A track. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an A track. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, Darrell, what is what is uh, what's your given rap name? My rap name is Darrell Medellin. Um, it's kind of a play on words. Uh, Medellin. You know, play on words with like the Medellin cartel, right? Um, because what, what I try to say basically is like I'm straight out the Medellin, right? Everything that I do is dope. Uh, you know, because he was selling dope yeah. and all that. Like I said mm-hmm. in the previous podcast, I do not sell dope. Never have. Um, never will. Um, but but it's basically that, right? Like, whatever I try to push out, every song that I have, I just got to make sure it's dope. That's, like, the only rule in hip-hop, to my understanding, from, like, I believe DJ Premier said it. As long as it's dope, as long as it sounds dope, like, that's 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 it. It's hip-hop. Right. It's rap. Yeah. So, um... Outside of the hip hop, what what do you do? Um, I work a nine to five. Um, I be on some just pee shit, just be mobbing around with the homies. Like I don't really like. I be going to you know right here the homie John Boy is a DJ. Um, I'm going to the studio, um, kicking it with some females, some women. Nothing uh, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, but also a businessman too. That's like my, I used to run a studio for five years. Um, you know, if it wasn't for music, I'd definitely be a businessman, an entrepreneur, right? I always try to get a dollar in which way possible, right? Um, something um, always on the creative side, though, whether it's like merchandise, like for my, my shirts, shorts that I was selling um, to like when I was even flipping shoes back then. Because that's what was my hustle was back in high school was I was flipping shoes. I'd be buying shoes. Flipping them, this is like how it is now. It's you know the game's yeah. weird yeah. nowadays, right? Yeah. Different, different, different. Yeah, yeah. Right? you talking to a sneakerhead over here. Yeah. 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 The game is costly. No. Yeah. yeah, 
You got to spend money to no, make it. No, exactly. You got to have fans to buy $500 shoes that you can flip for $700 and yeah. all this weird shit. You yeah. got like... You still doing the clothing? Um, yeah, I still have merchandise coming out. I haven't dropped any new merch the past couple months. But um, <clears> I definitely do like sell my merch. That's what helps fund my music videos. Um, yeah. So I always find like instead of me trying to come out of pocket for the music, which you know I still always do, right? Mm. Um, I try to make merch to where like, okay, I got a three thousand, five thousand dollar music video I got to shoot. Then I got some merch, try to sell, you know, a hundred shirts, which most of the time, you know, I still end up doing because I got a community behind me, right? Um, before the viral shit, it was always community. I was still selling five hundred, or like not five hundred, but one hundred fifty shirts, one hundred fifty hoodies. Um, but that's what funds. The music, I'm trying to have that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to have something else that can sustain that. Yeah, I put some a little money here, but instead of me coming out out of pocket and on my like regular check where I got pay rent, I'm gonna have something that has something to do with the music and fans and community and my friends love it. And you know that helps fund that thing to offer a service or product that can help fund my dream or fund something visual that's dope. You need some branding to that too, right? Yeah. Um, Right now, I I used to run an independent label back like five years ago. Uh, Stilo was one of the artists. He's a DJ and dope ass producer. Um, uh, it was called Af- After Hours Records, but not, that's not defunct. Uh, you know, ain't fucking with a couple of cats from there, but yeah. Uh, aside from that, um, I, I ran that studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always been like something somewhere of like a business kind of standpoint when I, I look at stuff. Yeah. And then back, you know, back as a kid hustling too, that's why I'm like, Try to always like implement some business or somewhere where I could I can do something where I could fund something that I want to do. Right. Where did that influence come from? From uh, from hustling or being yeah. a businessman? The hustle. The, the hustle. hustle. Uh, Fifty Cent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. I just looked up a lot to a lot of rappers, and I looked up to a lot of like older homies and like OGs that I had that would hustle too and kind of put me on game. Like I had an OG. Uh, y'all heard of uh, Kiyomi, the artist? from Union City mm-hmm. um, she's a dope ass artist by the way singer she's from Union City too um, she's based in LA I believe now but her dad actually put me on to selling shirts okay. um, back oh. in the day and I shout out to my OG homie the older head uh, Jericho um, <clears throat> he used to what is that I used to work like at a KFC right I was working on the drive through at KFC and he'd be like hey little homie what was that I got a box of Niner shirts and it just said Niner Gang on it right this is when, uh, you know, Kaepernick, Alex Smith was playing, yeah. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh, and I'd just be flipping those shirts, and he'd give me for a good price, and then, <clears throat> what is that? Basically, like a cosign, right? Yeah. i like, give me these box of shirts, you could pay me, like, 10 bucks per shirt after, you could sell them for 30, yeah. and I was be able to do that, and just flip those shirts, make some money nice. that way, while I was still at work, I'd be flipping the fucking shirts in the doctor, yeah. like that kind of shit. So it's always been about yeah. business, all about money, and that's like, a lot of my homies, too, a lot of my homies just entrepreneurial mindset. Um, actually, I forgot to say this. My uh, my childhood friends uh, and his wife, my homegirl, are opening a cafe in Union City this Saturday. Um, Max by Icky, right there in uh, 3900 Smith Street. What kind of cafe is this? It is a Filipino uh, influenced cafe with Filipino desserts, Filipino oh, it's, uh, oh, coffee. Oh, they have ube cannolis. Macarons or macaroons, I don't know how to pronounce it. Just like I'm. What do you say? Address one more time. Thirty nine hundred Smith Street, Union City, California. That's a plug. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, my, uh, that's a homie. Yeah. 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 Podcast yeah. to plug another homie. Yeah. Oh, if homie. you need a tattoo, my brother. Now. <laughs> <laughs> brother Jay Boogie, San Jose, KT Dragon. But yeah, I always try to, you know, I always try to big up and always talk about my folks. Like, 
um, that's what it is, community, right? Right. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I feel like that's what life's about is community. Right? That's right. You need that third space, right? Yeah. And then just link up with homies like this. This is the third right. space, right? Not just at home or work where you can actually commune and link up with people. And then, you know, you know, that's that's life. That's enjoy life. That's right. why I think. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, with, with where we are right now, like we grew up in the 90s. The 90s was... Me, right? It, it was, was, uh, was me. Yeah. yeah. You didn't really have. I mean, there were some people that put each other on, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like it is now. I feel yeah. like everyone can come up now because people are so much more supportive of each other now. Yeah. Not um, a lot of hating. Like it was. Uh, yeah. You were born in Cebu. When did you get here? I got here when I was five years old. Um, got here when I was five. I was I was back and forth every summer though. Up okay. until I was like 13, 14 years old. And I haven't been back since. It's been over a decade. You said 13 was the last time? Yeah. It's been over a decade that I've been back to... So you don't, you don't speak the side anymore, right? I don't, but I understand Tagalog? it fluently. Do you speak Tagalog? I don't. I failed Tagalog in high school. Uh, but I do understand Bisaya uh, fluently. So if somebody speaks to me in Bisaya yeah. or Benisaya, right, I understand I can have a conversation, but I'm speaking to you back in English. In English. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, okay. I mean... Back in the side, <laughs> but I don't understand any Tagalog except for the cuss words, and like that's like, like me. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta yeah. know if they're talking yeah. shit about you. Yeah, no, like that exactly. But I know, like when people talk shit about you in Spanish, in India, yeah. in Afghan, like I, I at least know the cuss words for every language. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of um, community and networking, uh, being a collective, what do you think about Bay Area rap? Specifically, Filipino rappers in Bay Area rap. What, what is what does that feel like? What does that scene feel like right now? No, nah, uh, it's dope. I mean, you got Pilo, and then shout out to Pilo. Shout out, shout out, out Pilo. Shout out to Pilo for hopping on that remix for Lemonade Freestyle. Uh, that was oh, big that was love slack. right there. <laughs> big love. I just you know quote retweeted him because he tweeted a lyric, and I asked him for a remix, and then he hopped on, man. Oh, that's dope. He's like, yeah. send me right on Pilo. Yeah. Right on P, man. He's just a real one. He's always like reaching out back to the community too for like upcoming Filipino artists. What you don't even gotta be Filipino, but like he does like his like stuff. He you know people don't gotta do right. It's not yeah. it's not um, something like that's you have to do to to reach back, and he does, um, which is dope. And then there are a lot of upcoming Filipino artists that are really dope, and a lot of them are like I'm already having cool with like my brother's all the water. Last name's too big, but, you know, they put yeah. it as water for his rap yeah, name. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of dope producers and DJs, of course, right? Got a DJ right here and producer DJ right there, Stilo. And then shout out to Nico. That's one of my main producers there, too. He lives in Vegas right now. Um, but also, like, as far as, like, community, too, um, um, I feel well, a lot of rappers who are not Filipino, too. Well, like, a lot of people in general, just, like, <clears throat> growing up in Union City, um, Everyone I grew up with was not Filipino. It wasn't sectioned off. Um, everyone, like my neighbor would be Indian or Vietnamese and Pali. Like I grew up with every single person. Right. So there's a lot of artists, but also a lot of just like genuine real people that I'm still friends and cool with to this day. Um, but as far as like Filipino artists, there's a lot coming up. Um, I know Doug right here. Doug knows a lot of Filipino artists coming up. Um, man, check it out on the playlist, Doug. Yeah, Doug's got the playlist for sure. Um, is, but, is there a... Um is there like this uh, this mindset you got to keep about like being um, a spokesperson for your Filipino community, but also not being like labeled specifically just as a Filipino rapper? Yeah, I, man, I hate when people say he's a Filipino rapper or he only raps about Jollibee. And I'm like, bro, that's the only reason why Like, I got to this point, right? I went viral because I did that. 
But like I said, like I rap like Nas on the regular, right? Like that's one who I try to emulate Nas, J. Cole, um, who I listen to the most. Um, but when I started making stuff like that, uh, it kind of gave me more attention towards the Filipino community. A lot of good, a lot of good, and a lot of bad too, right? A lot of people send me death threats, why not? And then, um, death threats. Oh, yeah, I was getting death threats for Lemonade Freestyle Easy. when it first went what? viral. Yeah. Like, tell them, come see me, man. Fuck around, find out. <laughs> yeah, fuck around, find we out. We got serious about death yeah. threats. Hip hop. From, yeah, it was yeah. people from the Philippines, too, so which was crazy. <coughs> but, yeah, it was uh, some actual Filipinos from the Philippines that was giving me death threats. Like, it, you know how TikTok would delete them, right? On, on like, uh, like an automated deletion. But you would still see the notifications, so I want to wake up and, like, I'm getting thousand comments, and then like I'm like, oh shit, come to the Philippines, we'll murder you. I'm like, oh, okay, fuck, all right, yeah. like, okay. <laughs> fuck y'all. Yeah. And then yeah. got some, yeah. and then, like, I was getting death threats on like Instagram messages and shit too. You're like, you are now, we gonna see shit. Yeah, yeah. we gonna see. Yeah. We gonna see. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I ain't like y'all don't fight. We can we can figure something out though. But yeah. <laughs> we gotta congratulate our peoples, man. This yeah. is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's serious. Fuck that. Yeah. 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 But as far as like pushing like the Filipino community, I always like. <clears throat> yeah, I want. I want to say that I'm Filipino, right? I want to put on for my people and want to help other Filipinos. But just like coming up from Union City, um, <clears throat> just growing up with so many different like cultures and so many different types of people, like um, like every street is like a Mexican name, right? In Union City, like Alvarado is like the barrio I grew up around, right? right? I was growing up with so many different people that it, I want to put on for people uh, for Filipino people is for sure, right? Because I am, but I also want to put on for. Everyone else that sure. got a voice, right? Mm-hmm. To my Sikh homies, my Afghan homies, my Mexican homies, like that. Poly homies that don't get a voice to uh, get out and right. then want to yeah. say something. Because that's what hip hop is. It's universal. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah. you listen to Lecrae? I do, yeah. and that's crazy. Because my homie just got uh, nominated for uh, producing the Lecrae's, one of Lecrae's last songs. Yeah. Tyler Coolidge, yeah, the bitch Doug Nuts. Oh, but he's dope, but I, I bring him up because he actually said that a few years ago, probably longer than a few years ago, but he said, I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm just a rapper that happens to be Christian. Christian. Yeah. Right? And it's the same, yeah. I feel, sometimes with Filipino rappers, you get blackballed. And Turns out you're, Filipino. Yeah. You're, you're a hip-hop head, yeah. first off. First off, yeah. I would yeah. definitely want to get that point across before I start dropping new music and visuals, right? I'm like, nah. It ain't just about Filipino shit, right? I'm going to incorporate that, but I'm, I'm a rapper first that happens to be Filipino. Right. Right on. So uh, speak to us about your uh, proudest achievements. My proudest achievements? Fuck. Man, that's good that you got to think about it. Yeah, damn. Um, because I don't feel like, like I'm in a list. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we ask that question, and it's like, oh, I was at the car wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if I'm proud of myself yet because, like, I feel like there's so much I want to accomplish, right? It's just, I feel like a ball player, right? It's like, I just, nah, that Super Bowl, I need that ring. <laughs> yeah, like, now nah, there's a lot of, I, I really want to accomplish to where, like, I, I don't want to look back at what I have done yet. Of course, I celebrate it in the moment. Let's sure. take a shot. You know, let's do this. But I always tell people, I just keep moving forward. There's let's let's reframe that thing. How about the moment that you feel you couldn't get to, but you did get to, and now makes you want more? Oh, when I went viral. When I went viral, I'm like, okay, cool. Because I planned it. I planned it with the homies, right, in the studio. It was uh, January 2nd, 2022. I was like, all right, let's sample a little fucking uh, Jeremy Passion. There was a strategy to that? There was a strategy. There was like, I, I did... From that point on, when we made the song, uh, we dropped it like a few weeks later, right? I tagged Jeremy Passion, and then shout out to Jeremy Passion. He cleared that sample right away. In the, uh, right on, Jeremy Passion. Right on, Jeremy Passion. Right on. 
even though I don't like Filipinos to play ukulele, but you know, we, another subject. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, we, too, we too close to Vallejo. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> we, we like you in the ukulele. <laughs> Man, but yeah, um, but it was definitely like months of me planning the music video, and then uh, with the homie Kiko. Shout out to Kiko, really dope director. He's also like Pilo's uh, video guy, and he does like a lot of other artists too, right? Um, but there was a lot of uh, strategizing. I was on YouTube University. just on YouTube for two to three hours a night before I went to sleep, studying algorithms for TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube didn't work at first, and Instagram didn't work at first, but then TikTok did. And I was posting on TikTok every fucking day, five times a day. And then it was at like a couple days after my birthday in July, went fucking viral. I woke up, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go viral right now. She crazy birthday. Yeah, it was dope. It's dope how cerebral you were about that, though. Yeah, like, everything, you, it was definitely intentional. You did it in stages with, yeah. with intention. That's it. Yeah, you just gotta keep going at it. It's just like, damn, I never quit posting on TikTok because music video came out in April, and I was posting the video and like other shit every fucking day till. My bad if I'm cussing too much. I know. Sorry, so no, so good, man. This is an adult podcast. Yes, let's go. Take a shot to that. <laughs> oh, we could do that. Oh, oh shit. No, cheers. Shot, yeah. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Right, cheers. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. But what is that? We, uh, yeah, I posted every day. I was doing like research every day to, to get to that point. And then that's when shit just changed um, to where like, but the crazy part was like before I went viral, I was already doing shows. Just got a community and just like out of love, right? Yeah. I was still getting booked. I was still be able to open it for people. Um, and big shout out to Brick and Mortar in San Francisco. Shout out to Gerald and AJ. Because uh, they gave me fucking three opening uh, slots, right? Before I went and had my own headlining show over there. Okay. Right? But I do love opening for other bigger artists, right? Because that's like gives you a ton of prep it makes you it humbles yourself right because right. I, I was i ran through that circuit of where like i'm opening for a lot of people sure. and i'm like the first or second person up even though i'll bring 30 50 people to the fucking show right. and we, it was dope though I was there it. was there a difference between you know let's say your first two shows of brick and mortar mm-hmm. going viral and now your last brick and mortar shows are different yeah because uh, last two times i've been a brick and mortar i've been headlining so nice. which was dope it was uh it feels good because you're not kind of running the show you kind of calling the shots on like the artists and like i'm over here putting on my, my homies yeah right but then of course they got to get approval by the the venue like hey do you have enough sure. listeners or like um no fans can do can they pull that kind of stuff right one more show you'll be like i'm down there to me i want that fiji water yeah. <laughs> watermelon sour patches yeah. Yeah. Kit Kat put it in the freezer you know <laughs> cheers y'all cheers, cheers, cheers man cheers man but speak to us really quick um, after this shot mm-hmm. about what you got coming up I know you got a show in Vegas coming up so tell us about that mm. so I got a show in Vegas March 1st uh, with the homie Mason um, co-headlining with him um and I got uh, bringing up a couple of other artists from the Bay with me. Of course, my brother Zaldi Water, um, and then we're also still looking for a Vegas opener, a local artist, because uh, the other one had to back out for um, personal reasons, right? Um, but we're looking for another opener over there in Vegas, but spe- especially Filipino if you can find one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Mason. Uh, he signed to Golden State Entertainment to the Warriors. Um, man, March first, the Space LV. It's going to be a fun show. Hopefully, a lot of Vegas can come out. I think it's a 400-person venue, so oh. a lot, four to 500. So hopefully, we get a lot of people out. And then 
Get a cracker. There you go. There you go. Nice, man. Well, Vegas, wake up. He needs the uh, opener. You need the opener? Yeah, right? I need another opener from Vegas. Local artist. Because Mason lives out there in Vegas. Okay. I'm trying to get another artist out there from Vegas. You also got a video shoot coming up. Yes. Got a video shoot for my song Bia with Stilo and Dre Who. Um, I'm already shot one day. We got like seven days of shooting. Um, yeah, we got got a few got a few more scenes to knock out. Okay. Anything else uh, people listening and following or about to follow should know about Jabril um, Medin? A lot more music coming out. A lot more visuals. Um, a lot more dope shit. Let me say, like, um, 2023 was kind of, I want to say off year, but I didn't have as much content I was uh, pushing out. And I know a lot of people would, like, a lot of artists, right, hate the word content, right? Because, like, oh, man, why do I got to make content? Um, if I'm, like, an artist, people should just, you know, it should be dope. But it's not the 90s anymore. I was discussing this with my homie in the home. Um, we're, like, it was different back then where, you know, the first... The only thing you see a Wu-Tang Clan for six months was them on a magazine cover on The Source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, if Wu-Tang Clan was trying to come up today, they got to drop 100 videos in the same week, mm. right, for them yeah. to kind of get, get get attention. So, a lot more content, a lot of more stuff. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get out there more. Um, and hopefully a lot more shows, because I love, that's my favorite thing to do, is just be on stage performing. Nice. That's dope, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Good, yeah, getting out there to perform. I mean, I'm, I'm not that type to, like, even when we first started this, even though I'm not doing it in front of anybody, it's just. We are now. It's different. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> so that's for you, but for you to perform in front of, you know, hundreds of people. Yeah. Man, that's that's really sick. Yeah. Do you get those, you get those uh, little butterflies or stage No, not anymore. Like um, I used to, so I actually have a, I actually, like, been open about this past few interviews I've had. I actually have been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, so I've had anxiety, right? But the crazy part is, when I hop on stage, I have zero anxiety. That's, anxiety. Your, that's your safe spot. Yeah, yeah, that's your safe yeah. Zone. yeah. It's like when you don't think, right? When you don't think, you don't have anxiety. It's like when right. you hoop, when you play basketball, and then or you like when you're boxing or like working out. When you're in like a place where you can't think and just act on instinct, yeah, right. That's when you don't get it. Of course, I've got better. My anxiety is way better right. now. It is yeah. right, but like. Yes. Making, I get more anxiety being in the studio. I get anxiety in the studio because I'm like, man, like, like I said, like I just be on some pee shit. Like, I like being outside. I like doing shit. I like hanging out with my family. I like hanging out with my friends. I like doing stuff like this. Yeah. Like being in the studio, making music. Usually, I just like, all right, man, I can knock out fucking three songs in 30 minutes and I'm like alright let's get the fuck out of here yeah, yeah I'm like I'm cool let's, let's go eat let's go let's yeah. go drink let's go hoop something like that I just like being outside yeah. check this song. out yeah. uh, this is your song bro this is my song so you know as a project yeah. I've been listening to you for the last three weeks thank you this is the dopest song this is my my personal favorite thank you walk us through this song real quick. like yeah um, this is uh, this is my favorite one of my favorite songs too probably a top three song of mine um Man, this just came from a place of like, I'll say like, desperation, right? I was just felt some sort of way, and then uh, I wrote it. There was like ten different remakes of this song, um, but man, it's, it's hard to describe. I just love this song. Yeah, I fucking love this song, bro. Thank yeah, you. I've been every day. Thank you, man. See, I'm like, it's, I have different. Like, there's so many different songs and sounds I make. I don't know if that uh, works against me, right? To where like it's not the same as like you know the song that went viral, like. I have a song which is like sounds like this, sounds like some Roddy Rich shit, or like some Nipsey shit, 
And then I got a song that's on some like West Coast shit. And then I rap like I'm Nas or Biggie in one song. Yeah, and then yeah. I just made a house song a couple weeks ago. Like, <laughs> just like making no, whatever. I, I, I actually feel that works that's, for you. Yeah, because like when, yeah. when I listen to an album, you think about it. If someone sounds exactly the same on that whole album, then you got maybe two you're listening to. Yeah. If someone sounds different, like on every other track, then yeah. you're listening to like half the album. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a difference in how many songs someone's going to listen to when they pick up that LP. Yeah. I got that from Jay-Z when I was listening to uh, on uh, Reasonable Doubt. He has a song called 22 Twos, where he switches up the flow every two to four bars. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, bro, like, I don't like rapping the same way for a whole 16 or 20 that I'm rapping, right? Let me try to switch the flow up every two bars. Let me switch the cadence. Let me pitch my voice down low, mid, something like that. So it's definitely an intention of everything. Like whenever I'm yeah. writing, I still old school write because I was born watching motherfuckers write on a notepad i don't i don't write on my phone only when i don't have a notepad with me right yeah i still write so i could it helps me um what is that build a structure of the verse to where like the first bar coalesce with a 16th bar yeah and then where yeah. i could tell a story about if i don't tell a story and it's just on some player shit i could still make the flow switch where it doesn't get boring right. in my opinion right that's dope or to my ear i mean yeah yeah I said, i'm not a rap dude but i'm gonna have to start listening that's good. Yeah, man. you got to yeah. catch it. Start know, with that, that one. Start with that one. Start with that one. Right there. That's, that's, uh, I'll fuck with R&B, though. So, you, yeah. I mean, they were telling you he's like an R&B guy? Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with R&B tough, though. That's him. Absolutely. Okay. He turns all our rap songs to R&B. Yep. <laughs> Every single one. He's got clammy hands, yeah. though. He is really It's like my brother. No, my brother. He actually, damn, I should hear his ass up. He actually lives in, like, Brentwood area. Um, I don't know how far that is actually here. It's like 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. I should hear him up. He actually does, like, uh, Jiu-Jitsu now. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow, man, tell him to come through. But he's he's a he's always a shout out to my brother Mario. Um, he's always been into like R and B and shit, you know, with the ladies. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the wifey. Yeah. Now he's R and B, right? Yeah. Well, right on, bro. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming through, man. Um, yeah, again, absolutely. We got that video coming up. Mm-hmm. Come check out uh, Duran Medellin in Vegas. Vegas, be yeah, ready. March first, March first. Pull up. Space LV, slide through. Right on, right on. Thank you. Um, one of the topics I wanted to get into was this. Cat uh, Williams um, on Club Shay Shay. Yeah. And uh man, there were a lot of names dropped during this interview and um I just want to dive into it because he's one of those comics or one of those uh people that he don't get a lot of credit or people always have something negative to say about him. And I don't know if he's being blackballed, if what he's saying is true, but I've seen a lot of videos where all these other celebrities are, are backing what he's saying. Uh, I just want to go around the table. Um, I know I didn't go and introduce who's here uh, during this discussion, but to my right, we have... Peaches. Peaches, 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 peaches. Organic and creamy. <laughs> and across from me, I have our boy... Why Boogie. And to the left of me, we have our boy... Also known as D to the motherfucking one. There it is. So, D one, give me your uh, your insight on uh, on Cat Williams. Man, I fuck with Cat Williams because he was he was 
you know, telling his truth and he was rocking jokes too. Yeah. But the people that got mad at him didn't come back out with jokes, right? Nah. So they was man, if you if you're a comedian, right, and you getting roasted by another comedian talking and you coming back over here like, what is that? Oh, this is truth and shit. That's some straight bullshit. You should be I mean, kept it kept it like a comedian does is come back out of with jokes and roast them. Yeah. Yeah. Just being hella mad. Yeah, one yeah. of the things I noticed you know how when you're younger and uh someone's trying to roast you or if they're telling lies yeah. that could partially be true mm-hmm. you get super defensive yeah and you're just trying to say no no he's fucking lying he's fucking lying but there, there's some truth behind yeah. it right yeah when you see some of these interviews with some of these uh celebrities that he named mm-hmm. they come out with that same energy yeah the being right? like, there was that one with steve harvey i saw this video oh, man and steve harvey was just He's super defensive. Yeah, he should have. He should have shook up Black America. Like, yeah, in in three hours. So first off, that was a three hour interview. That was a long ass interview. And um, I was telling you, I'm like, how drunk were they that they they just kept going? <laughs> they kept. So I'll tell you right now though. I kept if you watch it, if you watch it, he's <laughs> tipsy. I don't think he's drunk though. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I think he's, he's got that comedian tolerance. He's yeah. I searched this up because this is one of the funniest things I heard from that interview. When he was talking about Jonathan Majors, he said, man. <laughs> That was hilarious. <laughs> this, this right here cracked me up. I didn't want to get with the white woman because I was scared she might have me run down the street like Jonathan Majors. You can be King the Conqueror and then he can take your rabbit ass down in two weekends. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. But he was kind of watch out for the white woman. The way he looks and everything, right? He was clowning on the way he looks, and he was like, "Yeah, they they flipped the narrative to make him look like he was something sexy." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Just so that they could snatch him away." Yeah, fucked yeah. up. Um, the one that really hit me though is uh, what he was saying about Kevin Hart. That shit's a trip. It's an eye opener, but it's a trip. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I also saw uh, a video of Kevin Hart getting interviewed with Tiffany. And same thing. He was super defensive, and he was firing off, firing off. And I'm like, I mean, I heard he's at a point. He could be defensive because if you're a plant, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. How would you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? We're gonna put this guy in a position and make him super lucky, right? Like, right. you know, I'm a strong believer in like you gotta make your own look. But you know, things are falling into place a little, a little too good. I wouldn't necessarily call him a plant because he, you know, probably is a hardworking person. But there is that certain type of comedy, certain type of, you know, um, look that you know people want to play Hollywood. Hollywood it's manageable. It, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Because he's not talking like how uh, Cat Williams is, mm-hmm. like how Dave Chappelle is mm-hmm. or was, right? Yeah. And you know, his, his jokes are mild compared to Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, yeah, around Cat Williams type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw the video this morning um, of that accusation or his claim on when he confronted or he roasted Steve Harvey at a, at a comedy battle. A yeah. battle? Yeah. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. That I was crazy. That. I didn't yeah. see that. Everything that he said, he said? Yeah. He went in. And really, he didn't even go in. He just said facts. He, yeah. Nothing but Yeah, facts. if you're saying facts in a funny tone, I mean. Yeah. Like, but that's it, his it, tone, it, right? That's. But I get what you were saying, though. Like, how, like. Because I was like that, too, when I was younger. Like, you know, somebody roast you, but it'd be like a fat joke, right? I'm a big yeah. dude. And then, you know, I'd be like, man, fuck you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. But, you know, now you get back, you know, I learned later on in life, you know, you got roast back. Like, 
be like, oh, you're hella fat, fuck you, I mean, you're hella ugly and shit. Playing that kind of shit, right? And then, I mean, but they were just getting hella defensive. Yeah, they wasn't yeah. even trying to crack jokes. Yeah, yeah Luda come back with a freestyle, but. <laughs> <laughs> What he said about Luda with a pointy sideburns was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only one person that had one pointy sideburns. <laughs> that shit. But every yeah, time he gets accused of something, and <clears throat> he's uh, Cat Williams, like, oh, you you do drugs, you you do this. When he during interviews and he answers, he's so calm. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can believe what you want. I know my truth. Yeah. And yeah, I, I go to jail. Why? Because they just want to put me in there. But I know I'll be out. I've, he's never been convicted of anything. Hmm. Yeah. I do know. I do know this. When when they had that on Club Shay Shay, whoever the fuck was producing Shannon Sharp shows just like keep that shit rolling. Yeah, yeah. Because really, <laughs> the show that he was, was he was going off. He was like, no, we're not gonna stop. Most watched video, yeah. bro. You got hundreds of millions. Of he videos. did. He Hasn't did. even been a week. No, no, no. And now no, you no. cut it up into shorts. It's the biggest yeah. one. It's the yeah, biggest it's one. The biggest it's crazy. One. You, you yeah. got to bring more people like that. Just, yeah. He does this um, post thing with uh, Ocho Cinco, and uh, I was listening to that this morning, and yeah, it was what, exactly what you said. He said, "Don't cut anything." I don't. I don't know if I'm supposed to cut them off. Yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but whatever. We're just gonna keep it going yeah. and keep it flowing. That's why I mean, it was three hours. I mean, you can't because he's he's uh, obviously he's been in the industry for a while as a comedian, as an actor. Yeah. So he's he's yeah. not infiltrated, but he's been in circles that most of us will never touch. Right. So, you know, he, he yeah. was fucking. What about you, Peaches? Did you see it? Or listen I to didn't it? watch it. I only listened to it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was I was distracted because I, I was trying to listen to it while I was at work and everything. And I was just like, "Wait, what did he say? What did he say about this?" And then I was like, "I was like, damn, how many drinks is that?" <laughs> I was like, I was wondering in my head. I was yeah. like, "How many damn bottles did they go through in this?" Yeah. They didn't finish for a three hours. They didn't finish a bottle. <laughs> Man, they were pouring. Uh, they kept. Was, they yeah. kept pouring. I know they. Um, they cut it off. Or they cut off drinking for like a, like a cool little minute or whatever, and then um, I, I think Cat said, oh, "I'm gonna have another one of these real quick," and then he went in again. Yeah, speaking about so I was like, "Man, he just kept on popping off names," and I was yeah. like, "Oh damn, is that right? Now I got to hear this other side. I need to hear it." So I mean, it, it was entertaining for sure. There was sure. one guy that wasn't defensive. That was Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan just said, I'd love to have him on. If he wants to come on, let's make it happen. Because he was saying how Joe didn't want to have him on the show. He had, like, certain comedians he favored. Yeah. He was like, yeah. well, fuck, can't wait. He wants to come on. Come on. There's, he's the one to do that. Yeah. Joe Rogan yeah. get that bag, too, from that yeah. podcast. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, no, get him on. See, see, Shannon Sharp. But I, like, yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. believe, like, what he said about there's groups, right? So, like Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, all those guys, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, they have their yeah, yeah, they have their group, and whoever gets put on, as long as they're part of that group, they're gonna get put on. Yeah, it's nepotism, yeah. right? Yeah. I feel like you know if I was in the same position, me too, right? If you, you know what I mean, you put your people. Yeah, if you put your people on, right? If I'm cool with you, but I mean, even but like you said though, the, the gatekeepers. Yeah, there are gatekeepers, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what he referenced right. them as. The but that's kind of. That's where there's duality to it. Yeah, right? there's a duality. Because yeah. why aren't you in that group? Why aren't you yeah. in that circle? Yeah. 
he said it's because I don't want I, I have my values this is what yeah, I you want to sacrifice do. yeah he didn't want to sacrifice any of that stuff yep. he didn't want to wear the dress he mm-hmm. didn't want to change his look yeah. um, he wanted to have his lines like this is how I, I know it's going to come off um, originally it was supposed to be a rape scene in uh, Friday, Friday afternoon yeah Friday yeah. yeah and he was like nah, I'm with yeah, that shit. I ain't doing that yeah so but moving on uh, well, I agree on. I would never agree to a rape scene no hell yeah, no and it's supposed to be comedy yeah. rape yeah. is never and like yeah. you said yeah. rape is never funny no, no. exactly that yeah. shit is never funny as a raper or a rapist or rapey <laughs> <laughs> yep. either way either <laughs> way yeah I'm not associated with with that but uh, moving on to uh, Dreamer um Oh man, I can't. You didn't I see haven't that? seen. No, I haven't seen New it. Dreamer? Yet. No, that, that's uh, Chappelle's latest special. No, I have not. I have not. I seen Joe Coy on the Golden Globes though. So, yeah, I want to touch on that a little bit too. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do want to touch on that uh, just a little bit. But before we move yeah. to that, I know you saw Dreamer, mm-hmm. and I think we were like we have the same opinion. But well, I want to hear your side first. So the opinion I have, uh, first and foremost. Dave Chappelle is probably one of the most intelligent people representing our generation, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Not yeah. just as a comedian, yeah. but he's, he's yeah, an intelligent yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking smart. Um, that said, I really don't think he should have done this. This is really just a, a summary of his last two. And it wasn't, wasn't anything new. Um, it really wasn't funny. It was lazy. It was not funny. It was lazy. It's exactly what he called it out to be when he called himself a lazy comedian. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have to go that deep into it, but I, yeah, I thought it was lazy. I thought he was just living off of his name, like, you know what, I'm going to put something stupid out, and I bet you, I bet you it's still going to yeah. get the views. Get viewers, yeah. still get that back from Netflix. Yep. Well, but that's, I, I thought of that. Because yeah. he has that contract. Because probably yeah. part of the contract. Yeah, part of he the had contract. to put one yeah. out. He had to yeah. put one out. He's yeah. like, fuck, I got one more, two more to go. Yeah. <laughs> I got this one, and I'll do a good one. Again. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking the last one will probably be the one that's like oh, okay. There'll be more jokes. Yeah. That's the real Chappelle. Thirty right minutes there. of setup. Yeah. <laughs> but when he breaks from the contract, then he's gonna come up with yeah. like his own because that's that's his stop, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's but yeah, uh, go Coy. back to Joe Coy. Um, I've get... seen a lot of people hating on Joe Coy. I mean, like, hey man, like I'm like, like neither a hater nor like I mean a supporter, like. Shout out to his mom though, because I was on a radio show with mm-hmm. Joe Coy's mom. Oh, nice! Hella cool, yeah. hella sweet. Shout out to Tita Josie. Um, but I actually thought one of those jokes was actually hella funny—the Taylor Swift joke, right? Yeah. But I, I feel like it was just like a bunch of bad timing, bad delivery. But if you're on the stage with those many like celebrities, right? Yeah. It's hard to yeah. deliver. Yeah. Right. And you're on a clock, um, and plus like. It's a bunch of, you know... And they're calling that's out. What it was, but it's yeah. also... That's what his stand-up is about, though. Yeah. He does call out the crowd yeah, with all yeah, of his stand-up. Right. Yeah. I mean... But, they're calling, it's a, a but during a production, yeah. they're calling audibles on him, too. Yeah. So that's they are, like yeah. that. yeah, that's And that's what, yeah. you know, a lot of people probably don't know, right? They should lot, know. He wrote like, some of his jokes, but a yeah, lot of his jokes were written, and he had to read out the teleprompter. Yeah. And he was kind of reading that stuff like, I can't... That's... That doesn't even sound like me. Yeah. I'm gonna say this, but then I'm gonna say something else. Yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, those are the j- I wrote those jokes. Those mm-hmm. are the ones you're laughing at." Yeah. Yeah. Or he yeah. changed them on them. Or he yeah. changed them. Yeah. Audible. You know, you gotta. Sometimes you do. Like sometimes when you're on stage, you gotta change something. Mm-hmm. But especially that you're on a clock too. Like you're on a time three hour, like yeah. set. Yeah. Right. You you got your own opening monologue, whatnot. And then you know, yeah, you are like designated towards Filipino Americans, and people are really cool with Filipino Americans. 
Um, I know a lot of people say like, hey, he's really one dimensional. Really talks about his mom and like all that kind of shit. Like, hey, man, like he he still like got his own movement. Yeah, like, yeah. he's still yeah, what's his environment though. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 I, I don't he's, think he's one dimensional. If you really, yeah, if you really listen to his comedy, yeah, if you really listen to his comedy, he he touches on everything. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think just just for the fact that he made it, there's really no way you could hate on it if you're an Asian American. Yeah. yeah, not just even Filipino, but if you're an Asian American, when, yeah. when was the only time? Yeah. Ever, yeah. I'm not gonna hate on it. I'm just not yeah. fully supporting, but I ain't gonna hate on it. Right? I just hope that this isn't like just being different. Them. Yeah, yeah. Just be, like you know what? That's what's up. Like you got on there, like you're a Filipino, like on stage, and you just even take the 100%. American part out, right? Yeah, you're a Filipino hosting the Golden Globes, like one of the biggest stages for like artists and celebrities and like actors, actresses, right? Yeah. But yeah, you might have bombed a few jokes, but I, I do understand. The only thing I didn't like that I really did not like was he when he uh, threw the writers under the bus. Especially after having a writer strike, that's what like kind of like oh, mask kind of fucked up. But I do understand though, if you had an audible some jokes and you had some jokes, I'm like fuck man, I can't. I mean, yeah. they're kind of feeling out the crowd like they probably are doing that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that's understandable. If there's like uh, writers that you don't hire for yourself, there's writers sure. at the Academy or like Golden Globes hire for you, right. right? But they only put them on like ten days before. So well, it's that's, not, I did not know that. So yeah. that's crazy. So they were desperate for a host yeah. because and they, he had to he had to rely on the teleprompter yeah. mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. He probably didn't write a lot of those jokes then. A lot of those yeah. jokes are probably just yeah. like for the writers from the previous comedian. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah. he was going to go off the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, he, and that's why the teleprompter yeah. started talking shit. Oh man, that'd yeah. be he should be just let him talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I, I hope this doesn't burn him or hurt him. You know, yeah. like it won't. I mean, it, should, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But it you, shouldn't, you just man. you never know. It right. won't. It won't. Know. Depending on how the community supports him. Right. Yeah. So yeah. again, if you don't have anything good to say, just be indifferent. That's what yeah. I would say about it. Because this is it was like when Barack got elected to, to president. Yeah. You may not agree with him, but just be indifferent because it was just a stepping stone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this pivot, pivoting away from comedy. Oh man, gun laws. <laughs> what are we thinking here? I love guns. No. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I got the switch, but no, nah. um, no, nah, man. Uh, I I really do believe in um, everyone having a right to carry. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially to protect yourself. Uh, a lot of crazy shit going on. A lot of racist people out there. You know that don't like you. You never know if someone like. I mean, wasn't there a story of just, like, this dude, like, pulling up, pulling out a fucking gun? It was an Asian dude, too. Like, not even to bring shit out. But he pulls out a gun on, like, a six-year-old kid. I just see that that fucking headline. Right? And I don't barely watch the news. I just scroll on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, sometimes if you're a parent, like, fuck, bro. Like, you just pulled a gun on my kid. I'm going to go back over there and shoot your right, ass. Right. Didn't do that, anything like that, by the way. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah. And I mean, like, if I was, then I would. Like, that's some mm-hmm. straight bullshit. You have the, you know, the right to protect yourself. But at the same time, like, there needs to be a lot more, uh, I guess, like, regulations, especially with some crazy-ass people that be shooting up schools, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Well, every, every state has its own gun law, right? I mean, yeah. of course, there's, there's the right to bear arms. That's a federal law, but then every state governs that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think there should be a federal law with stronger governance over guns, gun management, gun licensing? I can't even I can't even speak on this too much. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm I torn. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I know there. You know, there is a reason to have one, but um, I know there's for me there's more of a reason not to have one or not mm-hmm. to carry because I mean I'm old school. All right, I'm old. So why can't you just use these? 
to settle the differences. At least yeah. you, you'll live to see you the next day, day sure. right? I feel um, like that. I mean, I, I I feel like that, but I also agree with uh, D1 here. Uh, I don't really like guns, but at the same time, I'm not going to stop carrying because I know like all my neighbors are. No, carrying. yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, what I mean. I, that's why I'm like you got to level the playing field. Right. Yeah, you don't know. It's like somebody could just like just be on some crazy shit, right? You don't know if somebody's had a bad day and then just starts fucking tripping out and uh, goes to your work or you know you're at your yeah. workplace or something like that. Yeah. Or you're like. You're in a shopping mall, and then people are just funking or some some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. It could be the slightest thing, and it just triggers people, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, yeah. But at the same time, like, we shouldn't be in a paranoid state like that, right? We should never be in that state where, like, oh man, anyone could be carrying a gun, anyone could run up on me. But that's just the, the reality of like, you know, where we living in, right? The world we living in right now. Yeah, it feels right? like that's uh, the world is chaos. Especially the last yeah. five six years. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been through some political chaos we've gone through a pandemic you know it's, it's been frenzy and chaos yeah right? so i think honestly i i think um for one the nra one of the biggest lobbyists there, there is right yeah. um but I, I think guns gun sales whether legitimate or illegitimate probably drove up oh, yeah. I, I i would find it hard to believe that it went down mm-hmm. in the last few years even if you so. tighten up the laws on on, on guns and everything Everyone could just get their hands on them yeah, anyway. Just, I mean, they're going to sell them out of the back gonna, of trunks. Yeah. Yep. So it really doesn't. You know, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter. I, yeah. I guess because maybe you just yeah. You just you know what it is. You just shouldn't it's, have laws that encourage guns. I mean, because you're right. You know, you can, you can try to tighten up, but unless like you confiscate, how are you how are you going to confiscate or yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. can't do that, right? Yeah. Um, oh, you pulled it up. Let me take that for right. me. But you can't you can't have laws that are, you know like florida texas yeah. you can't have yeah. those laws right? yeah, that's yeah, yeah not everyone can just carry r15 with banana clip like <laughs> right. cool, man that's just crazy it's gta in real life exactly <laughs> it really hey gta 6 is in florida so yeah that's that crazy right. man yeah like i mean yeah no I, I i'm like neutral on it right like i feel like everyone you have the right to get it right um I mean, just protect yourself if you think you need to protect yourself. But there's yeah. a lot of people that need to stay far away from guns, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, sure. like, like angry people who got a lot of shit that's not resolved within them. A lot of mentally unstable people that never went to therapy or a psychiatrist or something like that. That's a good point. Cannot yeah. be near guns. Like, And then a lot of the times, a lot of people just need to get their ass beat. Yeah. Like, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like y'all, we're in a we're in a gym right now, in a boxing gym, right? Why can't like, people just uh, carry boxing gloves, right? Yeah. Well, but but that's the thing. Like, yeah. I I feel like you sh- you that's should you should own a gun. You should you should own a gun to protect your home. Yeah. Absolutely. But there's really no reason to carry it out on the street. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, I have three. I don't carry them. Whatever you want, free coffee. <laughs> 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 what if somebody challenges you to a duel? Like, <laughs> which is crazy. On guard. Oh, a duel. I challenge you to a duel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's just move away from that then. Uh, reparations. How do we feel about this? There's two types of reparations, right? Uh, obviously, African Americans during the slave trade seeking sep- uh, reparations. That's always been up on the table. Also, Native Americans yeah. seeking reparations for having this land stolen. How do you feel about Don't that now, really present day, twenty twenty four? Do Native Americans yeah. have reparations? In some sort, some sort. Yeah. I mean, not one hundred percent. They still live on like ghetto reservations, right? Yeah, I, I would say yeah. the reparations if they have them more like crazy. systemic. 
it was more of like a designed systemic oppression to oh, keep yeah. them even more isolated. Yeah, we'll give you sovereign land, but then give you nothing. Yeah. Right? So, mm. I, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily reparation. Well, they did have cash-built casinos. Exactly. Right. Like, they gave it to, um, you know, like, each each tribe or a group of tribes would have, like, um, certain access. But, really, there's only, like, maybe two or three families running it. So, Every, not yeah. everyone's getting it. Yeah. Right? And you think about, um, you think about the Native Americans over in uh, Arizona, right, that uh, govern... Uh, the Grand Canyon, because like two thirds of the Grand Canyon is Native American sovereign land. Those people live in poverty, yeah. but at the same time, everyone's paying what forty dollars for a fucking pass? Yeah, to watch to, to, the Grand Canyon. Exactly. Yeah. So well, where where they get their bread from that, right? Where those casinos are there yeah. as well? They they don't they get none of that. So like, wow. their their system is broken. Um, how do you feel about that? That's fucked up. Um, I honestly never gave it a lot of thought. Um, they don't even have running water in most of those um, native lands. Wow. Yeah, I, I honestly never gave it a lot of thought. I've just been too wrapped up in my own shit, trying to have my own running water. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's real. It's real. Um, I, I just... I, I don't think it's fair. But they... I think... They do deserve something. Uh, as far as the... But from who? Because that's the question, right? From who do they deserve? Yeah, I know. Man, right? I, I want to say some crazy shit right now. Who's going yeah. to fund that? Yeah, if we gave $10 billion to fucking war, then why yeah. can't we fucking fund reparations? I, I believe in 100% reparations. Anybody that's been enslaved, indentured servitude, whether it be the African Americans, Native Americans, even the Irish that were doing the indentured servitude right back in the 1800s, 1900s. I totally 100% believe in that. But at the same time, for like for the root of reparations, right, is it monetary gain even enough when, you know, you still have people that have are going through the shit, going through, you know, how like Oakland, Detroit is, right? right. Like, I don't think monetary gain is enough. It's just, it's got to be a whole systemic fucking yeah. change. So that's that's actually a valid argument because that's, that's how I feel about it. I don't think you're going to, I don't think you just cash someone out and just be like, all right, we're cool. Yeah. Like, our generations are cool. Yeah, yeah, right. cool. It's more like... Yeah, money's not going to bring nobody back yeah. that died. It's yeah. more like yeah. legacy, like, um, you know, affordable home loans, right? Give, 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 you know, give them a house. Give them a, give yeah. them a way yeah, to give them a house. house. Give them a house. Give them a house. And that's it, man. I mean, jeez, there you go. And then... Stop having racist cops. <laughs> yeah, like, stop having, you know... I mean, redlining, all this yeah. kind of shit, like redistricting. Like, yeah, that has to stop. Yeah, Let's all that. There. It's all it's all systemic, right? Like, I mean, like you know, um, I feel like yeah, hundred percent. You do deserve something back from what your ancestors gone through. Like, people forget like redlining is only like fifty six years ago. Fucking civil rights was only fifty six years ago. They're so like. That yeah, all people people's arguments are all oh, slavery was like two hundred years ago. I was like, man, shut the fuck up. There's still people from the civil rights era still alive, right? I mean, like even two hundred years ago, yeah, two hundred years ago, far. not that far, right? <laughs> like, man, like you ever notice like they put like civil rights shit in black and white? Well, you know there was color like there was there was color photos back then, right? Yeah, like it's just like you know intentional. Um, I would say like erasure of history, right? Saying making you think it was that long ago. Like, brother, race riots was in the 90s. Like, that shit is crazy. Like, people, Rodney mm-hmm. King was in the 90s. It was 20, 30 years ago. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. like, there, there's definitely, I, me personally, I can't speak for uh, for my black friends, my Native American friends, or like 
you know, my Mexican friends, like, they lost their land, too, a few hundred years ago, and, like, the, and whoever else has been, like, oppressed, like, even the Chinese people is working on the railroads, like, Filipinos and Mexicans in the fucking, uh, in the fields, right, um, everyone, you know, deserves their own justice, but at the same time, monetary gain, in my opinion, is nothing if, like, it doesn't change for the next generation. Yeah. That's right. And that's that's the difference. Like you can't just do it. Again, it's almost like you know having someone flip like a Louis bag. You yeah. flip that Louis bag when you were spending on something else. Yeah, well, like, what you, Kendrick you said, yeah. Kendrick said Louis, the Louis belly ain't gonna ease the pain. No, like, that shit. It's not gonna. It's not gonna bring the dead homie back. It's not gonna bring your grandma back. It's not gonna do do that. Right. Like that shit. In my opinion, I know this this tequila starting to hit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but this, yeah. this is why critical race theory is important in schools. Oh, First absolutely. of all, it's not a theory. Right? It's not like, a theory. It's real it's shit. It's like, real. Like critical yeah, race life. Yeah, basically. It's life. Like, um, I mean, like. So we can start from there. Maybe, maybe yeah. really, you know, don't rewrite history, but maybe just tell the narrative as is and then yeah. uh, explore, explore more permanency when we're talking about reparations. Like you said, no cash value, but like something more permanent that, that extends towards legacies. Man, what happened to the 40 acres and a mule? Like, like, right? Like, I mean, if you give, like, apartment buildings where they can, you know, give them, like, a fucking 100-unit apartment building for a whole family where they can live at and then you rent it out to other people, yeah. make that money that way, that, that money will stretch for generations yeah. then instead of How just giving them... How old are you? Um, 30. 32, 32. 40 acres in a mule, bro. That's the yeah. old time. I, I, I love, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love history. I like, I like watching. And uh, y'all don't uh, shout to Doug. Uh, watch One Piece. Watch One Piece. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of, uh, a lot of that too. In one Piece. So like, I, I love history. I love like, I hated history class, but I did my own like you know, read history books. You know, instead of. Just go to class, but that always interests me about like the real, the real truth of like what happened. Um, Damn, you like Cat Williams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say he'd never do a rape scene. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Hell no. Nah. Like no, nah, and then shout out to like you know like no no disrespect to anybody who's in the LGBTQ community, anybody in the drag community, but me personally, I can't like you know like what Cat Williams said. I'm not gonna dress like a lady just to compromise what my values are, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like I'm not gonna say I'm the most masculine person out there, but I'm gonna you know just be who I am. That right. part is not me, just like how Cat Williams was yeah. saying, right? I'm not gonna sacrifice that to, to get to yeah. you know. And that's important. Yeah. That's character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. But let's bring it back to the Bay. Bring it back, back to, to sports. The bay. Game yeah. on, and the Dubs rebuild. Damn. So first off, dream on. I'm happy he's back. He's uh, he, did he play tonight? I don't know if he did. Uh, but so. the, look at it. Yeah, look it up. If you know, we won. He might have played. <laughs> he did not play. <laughs> but we won though. So I'm. So, <laughs> we won though. He, these guys laugh at me. He's laughing because I I still <laughs> believe in. I believe in our team still. You know, it's like it's like a marriage, right? You, you can't just. It's for better, for worse, not for better, for better. You know what I mean? So you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, I'm riding it until the wheels fall off. It's just really bad right now. (laughs) It's a long season. Hey, John, what you think? It's a long season. (laughs) It is a really long season, right? We we haven't even gotten to the midway point of the season. We still have the trade deadline. They could still make a splash in that. And then they have the all-star break. After that... I'm going to bring it back to what I've been saying since we started talking about them last season. Until they figure out their identity, they're kind of just lost. Yeah. Mediocre at best. Chasing an eighth <coughs> spot, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's it. 
yeah. 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 But their identity was lost because the whole Jordan Poole thing, right? Yeah. Which he was partially, you know, partially a catalyst for. Right. But yeah, no, he is. But at the time, we didn't know that. It, it wasn't until this year that it was like, oh, yeah. you are the reason why I think we could have our season was like so plus minus right now for the season. It's the worst. Yeah, his dead last yeah. is minus three forty two. Mm-hmm. I saw on Instagram as a first is he the new JaVale McGee of this era. Yeah, I don't like I don't want to talk shit about him because really first of all with the athletes, like we should have empathy for them. Like shout out for the the championship. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, hundred percent he's definitely part of our big three. He's part of you know he's he's damnation forever, right? Right. Now. But at the same time, to your analogy of staying in a marriage for better or for worse, there's also staying in an abusive relationship, right? And for them to continue to rock with him, that's kind of staying in an abusive relationship by choice. Yeah. They gotta one to support the identity switch. They gotta part with him because of that. They gotta move on from that. Yeah. Probably Clay too, as much as that breaks my heart. Yeah, I don't want to see Clay go, but. Did you listen to Draymond's podcast? Because he released his first episode. No. No. No, and I no. told you I'm not going to listen to it anymore because... <laughs> I thought he was sincere. Because he always justifies himself. I thought he was, no, no, no. He's not, he's not justifying anything. He's owning up to what he did, and there's no but. Sure. There's no but. It, it's, I did it. I, I'm, I'm working I, on myself to be better. I like that he be said better. that he owes it to the organization to do yeah. better. But he owes it. To, he does, and he yeah. does. Draymond, I, I, I love Draymond. Like I'm not not a Draymond fan. Yeah, I just think there there's some shit You're going on there. I'm not mad at him. <laughs> I can understand when when a grown man is going through something. Yeah, I just don't want to go through it with him. I, I need that team to be a team. Like uh, you know, they're an organization that needs to be solid. Spinning back fists and shit and chokeholds. Yeah, that's <laughs> mid game. He needs to take not, a leave of absence. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what he did, yeah. though. He yeah. took no, a, no, the year. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I do also do think like Jordan Poole is acting. All right. Jordan Poole is acting. That's some young, young motherfucking shit, right? Like, yeah. Acting a little like, oh, you got the bag now. You shot for $140 million. And then, I mean, you helped the team. You're the third option. Or damn your second option, right? Yeah. And won the championship. Um, he wanted to be, be, be the first option. He was he was being groomed to be the first option. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't patient. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. patient and then like the he way he plays, out. yeah, exactly. Yeah, knock the fuck out. Fucking Yeah, because Draymond was like, Look, man, you ain't gonna be patient. I would have been cool. I'd have been cool with just Draymond socking him and we just heard it. But we watched the video, I'm like, God damn, he slept him. They're gonna run to start. Yeah. That's where this came from. Yeah, that's what Steph like. Oh fuck, the one that he did the <laughs> club punch. Like Jordan Poole's a jackass. The club punch. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. But the night night came from Jordan Poole. Yeah, fuck. I'm just kidding. Draymond gave him the old school club punch. But the but the but the dubs, like in in totality. I mean, yeah. what, what are they? What are we going to do? Right um, now? I think. Well, I think they're going to trade Wiggins because Wiggins is not. I mean, we got a championship out of Wiggins. He was a one time All Star. But yeah. to be honest, I think it's time to get rid of Wiggins. I think we should keep Kaminga. I honestly think we should keep Kaminga. Um, I want to keep Moody, but you you're probably gonna have to use Moody as a trade piece, right? Yeah. Um, I think. Okay. Oh, if you had to choose Pods or Moody, who are you? Pods. 
I'm keeping Pods. I'm keeping Pods. Pods is arguably the second best player on the team right now. That's because he's just getting run. So if you give Moody some run, okay, that's when he's getting run. Is he fucking up? That's why I'm keeping Pods. Exactly. Pods is not fucking up. That's that's fair. You give Kaminga some run. Kaminga was fucking up. Yeah, but Kaminga. Kaminga is gonna fuck up all the time. But that, so what do I do? What is he? So how do you just play pods? <laughs> really quick. That's really quick. That's, that's fair about pods. But can you keep pods had more? Can you keep Kaminga pods or Moody with Kerr? Knowing what, what's the I think you can keep pods with Kerr. The other two, it, it, it's a toss up, right? Moody right now is so frustrated yeah. because he's been professional. He's been patient. Um, when you plug him in, you don't question why he's in. Yeah. You question why he's being sat down though. Yeah. Right? When you plug him in, he drops like No, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. but they were they were way more I mean, patient with Kaminga as far as like No, what I mean yeah, is yeah. Kaminga will, will fuck up, right? Yeah. And then they'll sit him. But he's still getting more playing time than Yeah, 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 right, right. He's still getting more minutes yeah. than Moody, right? Yeah. You're okay, yeah. So Moody's like, I'm not even fucking up, but you guys yeah. are sitting me down. Mm-hmm. Kaminga's fucking up, and you guys are still playing him. Look, GP2's injured. You can't have Moody out there? Like, come on, man. Chris Paul is injured. Like, you have Steph, Clay, Pods as your guards, right? Why yeah. isn't Moody getting more run at the two yeah. spot, right? I think Moody is dope. I mean, look, 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 look at that game. Look at, was that against Sacramento when he hit like three threes straight that he yeah, got pulled for nothing? Yeah. Was, then they pulled him. I, I was fucking weird. Yeah, that right? was hella yeah. fucking pissed. Like, that shit, yeah, that shit pissed it's me off. It's Kerr. So no, it I think Kerr. it is, bro. I it think he's Kerr. a little too... It's Kerr. Kerr leans too heavy on his Yeah. He's too... Our players at the at the time we need like Mark Jackson. Yeah, he leans too heavy on his Like Even if we keep all of the people that we're talking about right now, and Kerr allows everyone to have their piece on the floor. Yeah. They'll find they'll find teamwork. They'll find chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's maybe not patient. We'll get a few, maybe we'll get a few more wins. It's, I mean, even the um, even the who's it? Uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, yeah. he, well, I'm, 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 I'm he needs that. playtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, he needs playtime. It, it's, it's like, like you just need playtime. It's like the argument I was telling you about Bob Myers, and no disrespect to Bob Myers, but he's not as great as he's been presented. I think a lot of it just fell to him. I mean, you had Curry. You know, you managed to get lucky in that 2012 yeah. draft, and Clay and Dre, and Harrison Barnes to a degree, right? But at the same time, Man. when you're too connected to your players, such as Kerr, yeah. you can't coach. You can't nah. GM, you can't coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't coach objectively. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. you know, what you see you see leadership. You yeah. you see like a fucking rookie like Moody hit three threes, you pull him out and you're like, Oh Draymond, I need you back in. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah, no, exactly. Like what what I think is like, yeah, Steve Kerr's a really great coach. We got four championships with him, right? He got five on his own, right? Um but you inherited this fucking team and the defense were Ron Adams from Mark Jackson, right? Yeah. You you did not raise these guys into the players they are. You basically you you were the one who turned into a championship team, right. but you were not the one to raise these guys. That's why I have an issue with Steve Kerr getting all these young players, right? Because he's not the guy who will fucking you know train them or like grown to be a professional or like to that height right. where right. Steph, not even Steph or Clay, just to even like a good role player. Right. You're not you're not that guy to be doing the rookies like that. You, you're right. you're like somebody put in place to win a championship, right? right? 
He's like he's not like how Bill Belichick was with Tom Brady. He's yeah, not. yeah. He I feel like he walked he, he walked in and he was gifted a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He just knows how to drive it well, and then got to the finish line. Yeah, like that's what it is. Like Mark Jackson, that was Mark Jackson's defense with him and Ron Adams, right? And Ron Adams stayed. Yeah, Ron Adams stayed after. And like, Ar- he kept and that Ar- He was architect of uh, that yeah. defense for a long time. Right. That's why we could run small ball. Yeah. Right. And then. That's what pissed me off. Like, yo, I'm very thankful, 100% thankful. Steve Kerr won four championships with the Warriors, right? But man, like, you got to think of the other generation. You're not, you're, you're not looking like Greg Popovich right now. Yeah, no, you look like Phil Jackson. Greg Popovich. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. He's not Greg Popovich. Even though he studied under, him, even though his assistant coach Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich raced three generations of players. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. What is he's that? Not, um, he's not. Well, he didn't really. He didn't drop David Robinson, but he got Tim Duncan, right? right? Mm-hmm. He, well, he knew what he knew to do with him. Yeah, Manu yeah. Ginobili, yeah. Parker, Parker, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, now Victor yeah. Wembanyama. Mm-hmm. Even though that's another story too. Yeah, They're, they got the fucking power forward running point guard in San Antonio. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, but he, it, it actually it actually makes the case for a coach like uh, like Eric Spoelstra. Oh, yeah. That's a generational yeah. coach. Like he's Filipino, an, he's an organizational yeah. coach. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like yeah. Spolstra, Riley, Popovich, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Those, those are those are yeah. Belichick in football. Those are coaches you build your organizations around. Yeah, he's got the eight-year extension. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. yeah what, did, what was that eight-year extension? One hundred forty. That's that's some player shit. Like that's some right? baseball player shit. Yep. Yeah. So, and they went in until after, after he was divorced. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. after the divorce. Yeah. 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 You gotta wait. You gotta wait. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Wait until it's legit. When it's when it's when it's final, you get it's good. When the ink is dry, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So so we reach we reach that moment, that freeze on moment. This is it. This is that moment where we let Darrell, our guest of honor, D one. Speak to us about. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. before we move there, yeah. we forgot to touch on one thing. Sorry, this is the Dad Bod podcast. Yeah, uh, the Dad Bod take of the day. What is the proper length of shorts for, for men, men these, these days? days? Man, can I get can I get the guys who brought to uh, to answer this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come I on. I want to hear their take. I want to yeah. hear y'all takes too. So the, the reason, three, y'all. the yeah. reason why uh, this topic <laughs> came up, uh, we were uh, we were at an event. Uh, Peaches and I were walking. Uh, to this event, and we saw this dude kind of ye- well, he's definitely younger than us, but we were like, What gay bar did you guys go to this time? <laughs> that's what I thought. I, we <laughs> that's what I thought we walked into because yeah, dude's yeah. shorts were short, and I was like, Whoa, wh- what's what's the proper length here? I thought it's supposed to be like <laughs> either at the knee or a, a little higher. Uh, I didn't know it's mid thigh or close to. Crotch area. I'm like, oh, is it? Was this at? Uh, shorts, was man. this over at? Um, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, is that everybody? Yeah. 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 But I, I saw, you know, I yeah. saw these shorts, and I'm like, hey, man. Uh, that that's dude, what that was right was in front of us. So I, I, I know you're talking. Do was feeling himself. So I want to know what is the proper length of shorts these days for for men. All right, y'all got to answer. Come on. There's no, there's no proper. There's no proper. There's no proper. It's really it's how you feel comfortable. Clothes are expression of self. So if you feel like you want to wear it outside of your dick hanging out of it, <laughs> if that's how you want to live your life, rock it. If you want to have your, if you want to have shorts that are below your knees, and everyone says it's not cool, fuck them. 
If you want to wear shorts, they're super hot. I like that answer. Yeah, I support yeah. that. I subscribe to that. Uh, I'm wearing my age right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? What's funny about that dude you're talking about is uh, he only stuck out because that motherfucker was moving and dancing the whole time. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and he was confusing us because we were like, crazy. what team is he on? Yeah. And we couldn't tell if he was a hard team or a team. Oh, no, that was a different dude. But oh, there was no, no, yeah, yeah. There, there were there, there were few. There was, there was one, one, but the dude you're but talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah that one. This was at the everybody he's festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that a family event? Like, yeah. <laughs> not a short social. It's more family. Christ, yeah. But you know what? I feel like at this table, I'm the wrong person to ask because you know how short my shorts. Yeah, you do. Are. But you're you're training, yeah. and there's a reason why you're wearing yeah, them on like the, that. <laughs> when we when we play ball. <laughs> He does it on purpose, Bro. though. Like, oh, hell no. When we play ball, he wore... He, wore he does that as a distraction. He does it, does it and it was like almost ball out. Like, literally no, ball he, out. No, because he was balling out. That's what he was doing. Yeah. I'm going to ball he's out. Like, crazy. Literally. He's like, I'm going to let him touch my thighs. I'm going to let him touch my thighs. They're going to get gross out. Watch, watch. And I'm going to get a foul. Watch. I'm like, yeah, you better get they a li- foul with them short They don't want to guard him because his shorts <laughs> are so short. That's 20 points to him. Yeah. Eight assists right there. He got a triple-double because no one wanted to go near him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hella good. I, I, uh, you can take that shot, man. Yeah. It's good. I, 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 I subscribe to Doug's answer, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly yeah. don't give a fuck. You got to get Stilo's answer. I feel like if you're confident in what you're doing. Let's hear from Oh, yeah. What's up, Stilo? What's your answer? Yeah, you know. Don't fighters wear like shorts? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it's not fighters. Like, it's not like, about, you know, like, going out, out in public. Like, yeah, 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 like you going so out with cheese. When you when you wear shorts today, right? Or like when you can wear shorts? How short are your shorts? At least like go near my knee. At least. Okay. There you go. Okay. I think so. Like I think I think that's that's an acceptable requirement. Is shorts long enough that Chuck E. Cheese will let you come in? <laughs> Because if they're too short for you to be stopped at the door... Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get stopped if you don't go in with a kid, though. <laughs> 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 Those are not Chuck E. Cheese approved. Yeah, those are Chuck E. Cheese shorts. Chuck E. Cheese length. God damn. <laughs> Alright, but then that said... <laughs> oh my god. Freeze on. Durrell, you got a song for us? Don't uh, mention the song title. Just, just walk us through... What it means to you? Yeah. What kind of feeling you get? Um, man, I don't know if we'll, what kind of feeling. It's just like a super nostalgic song. Um, it's actually you know the intro for the other episodes. My, my grandpa's song. Mm. My great grandpa's song. It's because it's like a Filipino Christmas song, and a uh, little backstory to it was um, my grandpa composed this like over, almost a, yeah about a hundred years ago. My great grandpa composed this a hundred years ago with his other homie. And then, you know, it wasn't homie back then. It was, you know, my <laughs> you know, friend, acquaintance. Body. 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 Yeah, body. Body. But, um, but yeah, um, it's a very popular song he composed. And then um, he sold it to a record label or, like, was through a record label. But then he never uh, received his royalties. And then he got flipped into, uh, turned into a Tagalog song. And it was, like, one of the more popular, like, Christmas songs in that era. That, like, at least for the next 30 years, right? Um, and then basically never got the money and uh, royalties for anything from the label. Um, while the guy who sold it through the label, right, uh, became a millionaire in the Philippines. Wow. wow. And then, um, you know, gave generational wealth to his family while my family grew up very poor and in the slums and the ghettos. 
and to a point where you know they're, they're okay, cool now, right? Yeah, we're still in the same neighborhood. Um, but just like recently, uh, what I found out was they got the rights back um, for the royalties and for the masters and all that. So that's owned by my family now. But it was like some cocoa shit. Like oh, you, they, they, your family does have the royalties, right? Yeah, now. Oh, cool. But it's been almost a hundred years or like. 90 years from that point where he created the song to where like man let me get invited to that next Medellin Christmas party oh really (laughs) (laughs) most of my family's in the uh, in the Philippines though so you know that's why I grew up with just my homies out here so I grew up with like my Uncle Bob's son and all that like that's why I'm like I don't really got I got cousins out here but you know I was raised by my homies and all the heads and all that um what is that uh but, you know, it's celebrated in the Philippines for sure. Especially in Cebu, it's like one of the number one Christmas songs. It's like a very old, it's like, you know, white Christmas, like like that over there, right? But it's in a specific um, dialect, which is in Cebuano, Visayan, uh, which is in Tagalog. But I guess that's where, you know, they made the money, right? It got translated to Tagalog. Yeah. And then he did the composition, meaning he produced it. And then the guy who worked for the label stole it and fucking just never gave the, the money and all that shit. So, so fuck that record label. <laughs> so I got, I got to know, was it, was it, because I've heard the song. Yeah. But was this song in Tagalog or Visaya first? Uh, it's Visaya first. It was Visaya yeah, first. It was like Visaya first. Yeah. I, so I didn't know that. That's yeah. what I It was in Visaya first and then it was in uh, made Tagalog later. Okay. Yeah. So my great grandpa composed that and then, uh, I know, of course, I never met him. He's like, <laughs> like 100 years ago, but what is that? Then my grandpa was a radio host and then my, my mom was part of the radio show with her siblings and shit too like they'd be acting um but yeah that's uh yeah that's, that's why I get the feel for the song just like a lot of history but I told you guys like, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I like my history and shit and just like make sure the history is like I don't know all my family's truth right especially yeah. like yeah, me right. living yeah. in poverty seeing like all my cousins and families like you know just in the ghetto and shit and slum and that, that shit is a it's a different type of motivation different type of motivation yeah it's, it makes me you know won't go and get it. Makes me want to get a punching bag. You know, yeah. like that kind of shit. Like I won't, you know, go at it every day. Wake up and let's get back to this. Right? Let's close this out then. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. This is it, right? Yeah. This is it. All right. This is Rob Medellin. Cheers, y'all. Right on, bro. Cheers, y'all. Thanks for hopping on the show. Thanks, guys, for having me. I really didn't know this was in Messiah. Oh shit! Yeah. It was Messiah, yeah. Yeah, I know this song. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Come on, you hear it every Christmas. Yeah. You hear it every September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every September, yeah.